Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome to Catch, Hook, and Shoot. Today is uh, Sunday, October the 6th. Uh, my name's Tom. Uh, yeah, I just realized uh, last week I don't introduce myself at the beginning of every show, which is, uh, yeah, kind of counterproductive here. I want you guys to know my name. I want you to know who you're listening to or who you're uh, watching. And uh, so, yeah, like I said, my name's Tom. Hope everybody's enjoying the show. Hope you're checking it out on uh, Spotify, on YouTube, Podbean, Google Play, iTunes, wherever you uh, get your podcast from. Um, hope everybody is uh, subscribing. You know, if you're on a platform that allows you to leave reviews or anything like that, I hope uh, hope you leave me a good one. Uh, still trying to to grow the show into something something bigger, so I hope you're letting your friends know about it. And um, you know, feel free to leave me any feedback. Uh, drop me an email at shoot at gmail dot com, um, or you know, if you're following on social media, Facebook, Twitter, uh, Instagram, Snapchat. You know, drop me a, a comment or anything like that there. Let me know what you like, what you don't like, anything you'd like to see me talk about on the show. Uh, you know, I, I definitely welcome any and all feedback uh, as long as it's, you know, constructive. Uh, you know, if you don't like the show, let me know what you don't like about it and what uh, what you like to see change. Or if you do like the show, let me know what, uh, you know, what what is it that you like about it? What, uh, what can I do better? What would you like to see more of? That kind of thing. So anyway, let's get down to it this week. Uh, the uh, WWE Super Showdown was yesterday. I uh, don't know how many of you guys got up at uh, 4 or 5 in the morning to check it out. I, I tried. I, I got up at uh, 4 o'clock in the morning Chicago time. And, uh, yeah, honestly just couldn't uh, couldn't stay awake for it. So I ended up uh, watching it on demand at, uh, later on in the day. Um, and, you know, I thought, I thought for what it was, it was a good show. I mean, and when I say for what it was, you know, it was basically a very large scale, like WrestleMania size wise, uh, house show is what it was. I mean, WWE doesn't go to Australia very often. Um, you know, for obvious reasons, the travel, uh, is just grueling, uh, there and back, you know, for just a, a couple of shows. So, uh, you know, it definitely was a, a special, special attraction, uh, especially for the people in Australia that got to see it live, uh, by the, uh, according to the WWE, the attendance was uh, over 70,000. So that's why I said it was a, basically a WrestleMania sized house show. Um, you know, wasn't, uh, wasn't really any big surprises or anything like that. Um, just, you know, advanced some storylines. Um, he had one, one title change, Buddy Murphy is the new, uh, cruiserweight champ, which I think is pretty cool. Winning, winning the cruiserweight title in his hometown, which is a little unusual, you know, traditionally, um, you know, a wrestler will, will lose in his hometown. That's just usually the way it goes. But, uh, in this case, he did come away with the cruiserweight title, which, uh, well-deserved Buddy Murphy has had a huge resurgence in his, in his career since moving over to 205 Live into the cruiserweight division. Um, of course, I'm sure a lot of you guys remember he was in NXT for a long time with uh, Wesley Blake. They're a really good tag team. Uh, Alexa Bliss was their manager. They were NXT tag team champions. And then when Alexa got called up to the main roster, they they just kind of kind of fell off. They split them up as a team, had them in a little rivalry for a little bit, but neither of them really did too much individually. But now. Like I said, Buddy Murphy has been on 205 Live. He's been thriving there. He's uh, your new Cruiserweight champ. And uh, Wesley Blake is part of a new new team in NXT called the Forgotten Sons, who I'm, I'm really liking. Um, they just uh, put them on TV within the last couple of weeks. I'm really liking what I'm seeing from this team. So hopefully, you know, it's going to be... Um, pro- I would I would think uh, one of the, the bigger tag teams in NXT. I don't think it'll be too long before we see them in the title picture with teams like the War Raiders and Undisputed Era and things like that. 
Um, another another interesting uh, tidbit from Super Showdown. They're still uh, still teasing the Dean Ambrose turn uh, with the Shield match uh, during the course of the match. Roman Reigns actually hit Dean Ambrose with the Superman punch accidentally, of course. Uh, but they've been teasing a heel turn for Ambrose for the last couple of weeks. Um, I'm hoping they don't pull the trigger on it just yet. I mean, they've been trying to get this Shield reunion going for over a year, but it seems like, you know, somebody's always injured or something along those lines that kind of prevent it from happening. So it's just really been getting some traction the last uh, last few weeks since Ambrose came back from his injury. So I'm hoping they keep it going for at least a little while. I mean, according to, you know, the, uh, the rumors out there, that was pretty much always the plan. You have the Shield reunion, Ambrose turns heel and then it uh, culminates in a triple threat match with all three members of the shield at wrestlemania don't know if that's still the direction that they're going to go with that i think it you know i think that's something a lot of people would like to see i think it'd be a great match with the three of these guys so uh hope i'm hoping to hold off on the ambrose turn a little while longer at least maybe to like survivor series and then from there you can start building into uh the royal rumble and through wrestlemania to have it uh have that triple threat match is kind of the blow off of like a three-way feud i think would be really really cool uh daniel bryan is the new number one contender for the wwe title he uh this was kind of a surprise defeated miz in about two minutes at super showdown and uh didn't even hit him with any of his finishing moves or anything he caught him in a small package and that was that like i said about a two-minute match uh, and I did was listening earlier to uh, Wrestling Observer Radio. Brian Alvarez was talking about it, and uh, you know this was his just uh, conjecture. He made that very clear. This is not fact. He didn't get this from anybody inside WWE. This is just kind of his take on it, and it's it's a sound theory. Uh, you know, last week on SmackDown, Brian. Uh, did take a pretty good blow to the head. Uh, he and Shelton Benjamin kind of cracked heads together. Um, now, obviously, he passed all the concussion protocols and everything because he has to go through those after every single match. It was a condition of his reinstatement, so he obviously passed. Otherwise, they wouldn't have even let him get on the plane to go to Australia. But, uh, you know, what uh, What Alvarez said was, uh, you know, maybe WWE is just kind of being a little, little overly cautious with Daniel Bryan uh, just to make sure, you know, so they figured, you know, just uh, still have the match, but we're just going to make it a quick, two-minute match you're going to get the quick pin and that's that just to kind of have them i guess take it a little bit easy after a, a blow to the head like that like i said it's a sound theory that's all it is, is a theory you know um brian alvarez made it very clear this is just his conjecture on the matter but like i said it's a i think it's a sound theory it's not you know it makes sense put it that way it makes sense don't know if that's actually the case but it definitely is feasible uh but uh, besides that, so uh, Daniel Bryan will be challenging AJ Styles for the WWE Championship at uh, Crown Jewel coming up in Saudi Arabia in November. Uh, that should be a fantastic match. I don't know if we'll see a title change or anything because, again, it will be, you know, it, the, the shows like this, they are large-scale house shows is what they are. So I don't expect to see any huge surprises or big major title changes or anything like that at these kind of shows. But... Uh, you know, Daniel Bryan and AJ Styles, that's, that's going to be a, a, just a ridiculously good match, and I can't wait to see that one. Uh, also, apparently at the uh, Crown Jewel pay-per-view, they're doing a, uh, they're calling it the WWE World Cup. Uh, apparently there's going to be some qualifying matches this week on, uh, on SmackDown, uh, probably on Raw, I would think, too, for uh, for this tournament. 
I guess that's going to be culminating at the Crown Jewel pay-per-view. Um, let's see. For the uh, SmackDown Women's title, Becky Lynch re- retained her title over Charlotte uh, via disqualification. That was a little bit of a surprise. That was uh, not, you know, not an expected ending. I figured it would, uh, you know, be... Um, I figured Becky would retain. I figured it would be through some underhanded tactics, but I figured it would be like a pin. I didn't expect it to be a blatant disqualification like that. But, uh, you know, that was actually kind of a cool ending because you don't see a whole lot of that anymore from heels just blatantly getting themselves disqualified to hold on to their titles. That's that's something that's really, really kind of old school. It was kind of cool to see. Uh, And then progressing from that, there's going to be a rematch between these two on SmackDown. And this time, if Becky gets disqualified, she will lose the title. So it's you know, kind of a natural, natural progression from here. Um, and it's, lo- you know, looking like they're, they're making this a good, you know, old fashioned wrestling feud. I mean, they have the straight up match, the heel champion intentionally gets herself disqualified. They move on to a match where a DQ means losing the title. Um, you know, I could see her possibly losing by, a, or, uh, yeah, losing by a count out this time, you know, kind of a loophole there. She loses the match, but still holds on to the title. Uh, from there, you maybe progress to like a lumberjack match on, you know, that maybe breaks down to a no contest. You, you know, have two or three matches with really no clear cut winner um, without a cl- uh, clean finish or anything like that. And maybe it, uh, you know, the big blow off of this one is uh, a cage match at Evolution. I think that'd be a really good progression for this feud with, uh, with Charlotte and Becky. And I think they could definitely pull it off. So we'll have to see how that uh, how that one's going to play out, but I'm definitely interested to to watch that one unfold. Uh, main event of the Super Showdown was Triple H and the Undertaker um, was made a no DQ match at the last minute, of course by Triple H, and uh, Triple H did manage to uh, to take the victory in this one. And uh, it was, I mean, you know, it was uh, these two guys they put on the best match that they could. I mean, let's face it, neither one of them is uh, is 25 years old anymore. You know, these guys have seen a lot of miles and everything. So, you know, you don't uh, you don't expect a, a five star wrestling clinic um, from from these two particular wrestlers. But you you expect them to go out there and give 100 percent, which both of them did. They put on a great match, you know, not as uh, not as fast paced as it might have been. 10 years ago from these two guys, but still still a phenomenal match. Uh, the ending of the match I thought was great. Like I said, Triple H took the victory. Uh, there was the big, you know, the handshake and the hugs, and everybody's raising each other's hands at the end of the match with uh, Triple H, Shawn Michaels, Undertaker, and Kane. And then uh, Undertaker and Kane proceeded to just beat down Triple H and Shawn Michaels, which I thought was great. Uh, and... You know, the rumor is that this is leading up to Shawn Michaels' in-ring return uh, for at least a couple of matches. One of them more than likely will be against The Undertaker. I would think it would be at the Crown Jewel pay-per-view. Will probably be his uh, his big return to the ring. Um, so we'll have to see. I'm sure we'll hear some more about that on Raw coming up tomorrow night. Uh, another... A uh, big announcement made today by the WWE concerning uh, SmackDown 1000, the thousandth episode of SmackDown. Uh, Rey Mysterio is going to be there. So uh, rumors are that he's signed a new new contract with WWE. I can't remember if it was uh, two or three years, what the rumor was saying. But uh, looks like he will be back in the fold of WWE. So uh, be interesting to see if is he going to be on SmackDown? Is he going to you know maybe be on 205 Live? Um, I can't see that being a permanent deal, but him making some appearances on 205 Live I think would definitely give a boost 
to the cruiserweight division because that's um, really where Rey Mysterio kind of kind of made his name, kind of paid all his dues in the business was as a cruiserweight in WCW, um, and you know didn't move up to the uh, the heavyweight ranks until he got to WWE. So it'd be really cool to see how they use him because there's a lot of different. Uh, I could see a lot of different ways for him to make an impact in WWE right now. So it'll be really really interesting to see uh, where he ends up. Um, also another thing, I don't remember if I mentioned this last week or not. I, I hope I did, but, uh, just in case I didn't, uh, Neville has, has made his return to the ring. Of course he was, uh, officially, uh, his WWE contract was officially done a couple of weeks ago. And I believe it was last week or the week before made his return to the ring at a dragon gate event, uh, going back to his, uh, his indie ring name of Pac. So, uh, it'll be great to see what what he does on the indies. I mean, uh, you know, obviously the sky's the limit for him. I mean, he could end up in, uh, you know, I could see him in Ring of Honor, MLW, Lucha Underground. I, I'd love to see him, you know, working uh, with some of the some of the guys that are in Lucha Underground or even Impact Wrestling. So we'll have to see where uh, where he ends up. So that's uh, yeah, it's pretty much the rundown of the big big news for the week. Uh, topic that I came up with for today's show. Uh, is there really something that I heard uh, or I uh, hear quite frequently on uh, on Jim Ross's podcast? He talks about certain guys. Says, you know, if I if I'm going to be starting my own wrestling company, you know, this person would would be on my short list of guys that I would want or or things like that. So I, I got to thinking about it, like, hmm, if I was to start a wrestling company, who who would I want? Who would I want to build that company around? Uh, and I actually started, you know, putting some thought into it and, uh, you know, sat down, came up with a little bit of a, of a list here. And, uh, you know, this is really n- not a, uh, not a complete list by any means. I just figured, you know, who do I want my core people to be? Who am I going to build this company around? Um, you know, to say, you know, who, who are going to be the, the people that are like the face of the company, the ones, you know, they're going to be my, uh, my top ones, my main, uh, main event players, you know, in my world title pictures and things like that. So basically what I, what I've got here is a list of five men, five women and five tag teams that, uh, you know, to start off the company, like I said, to be the core of the company, to build the company around these, these people, you know, this is who I would want. And, uh, so, like I said, it's definitely not an exhaustive list because, I mean, you need, you know, dozens of people. You need main eventers. You need mid-carters. You need tag teams. Uh, you need men, women. Um, you know, you need uh, primary championships, secondary championships, tag team titles, uh, and things like that. So, you you need, you know, dozens of people, literally. So, But, uh, you know, you figure most wrestling companies, they have a core of, uh, you know, four or five top wrestlers. And they'll, you know, those are the ones that they kind of build their company around, and the ones that they uh, that they want to have carry their company. Like, you know, in the uh, in the '80s, WWE was built around Hulk Hogan, Macho Man, Roddy Piper. You know, and those, and those were their, uh, you know, those were the guys that carried the company. Those were the uh, the the, fa- the faces of the WWE. Um, same thing like with WCW or the old NWA. You know, the the core of that company was uh, Ric Flair, Dusty Rhodes, Sting, Magnum TA. Uh, you know, the Four Horsemen. You know, you had that core group of guys that just they're they're the ones you put out there. Like, you know, they're the the ones whose names go on the marquee whenever you're having an event. 
and they're they're the ones who bring the uh, bring the crowd in and you know really build your company up and take it uh, take it to the the level that you want it to be at. So I'm going to start off uh, first of all with the uh, the five men that I would build my company around, and uh, to me, you know, these are really are the top five guys uh, that I that I think would you know belong in the title picture pretty consistently and would uh, would draw in the crowds um and you know number one on my list is uh brian danielson daniel bryan whatever you want to call him uh there's nobody who's been more over in the last five to ten years than than brian danielson i mean this is a guy who the fans got behind so much that they caused Vince McMahon to change his WrestleMania plans, that which has never happened before and probably will never happen again. But uh, so yeah, that that's the number one guy that I'm that I'm bringing into my company is Brian Danielson. Next, um, I think a no-brainer would be AJ Styles. This is a guy that's known all over the world, highly respected, uh, has been a world champion pretty much everywhere he's gone, and right now is, has held the WWE Championship for uh, almost a year. And for a guy who is not a WWE created star so to speak um you know to hold the title for for that length of time really i think says something about aj uh next another one again a no-brainer is uh, kenny omega i mean right now you know one of the best if not the best wrestler in the world right now the iwgp champion and the guy really can do no wrong i've never seen a bad kenny omega match and uh you know anybody who says they wouldn't want this guy in their wrestling company well you know you uh, then you probably shouldn't have a wrestling company um next number four on my list current nwa world heavyweight champion cody rhodes um just what cody has done since leaving wwe um you know leaving the wwe was his choice he thought he could do better on his own and you know a lot of people thought he was crazy and he proved them all wrong i mean look just look at what he's done just in the last year He's currently holding three championships, the NWA World title, the IWGP United States title, and the Ring of Honor six-man tag team title with the Young Bucks. I mean, he has grown by leaps and bounds since leaving the WWE, and he's done it. You know, he's made his own name all over the world, and, you know, he is probably one of the hardest-working guys in pro wrestling right now, and, you know, he's another one. He really, at this point, can do no wrong. He is uh, just over like crazy anywhere that he goes and uh yeah he's definitely one that i would build my company around given the opportunity uh fifth guy on my list that uh you know i want as part of my core group of wrestlers um to me you know strictly my opinion he is the guy right now he is the best in the world he's been in in the business for you know, decades at this point, and he shows no signs of slowing down. He's in better shape now than I think he was, you know, early early on in his career, and uh, you know, just continues to go out there and reinvent himself and stay relevant. And the fans just go nuts for him anytime he shows up. And that's Chris Jericho, the current IWGP Intercontinental Champion. Um, yeah, I just you know, so that's uh, the five five men that I'm. Uh, that I'd be building my company around. Go through them real quick one more time. Brian Danielson, AJ Styles, Kenny Omega, Cody Rhodes, and Chris Jericho. I mean, with that as the core of your men's division, you, you're 
right there you're just you're guaranteeing packed houses pretty much every night with those five guys on the card uh, moving on to the women five women that I would uh, use as the core of my women's division first one is Asuka um, you know and uh, I, I really am not too impressed with how she's been used on Smackdown since she moved up or uh, more specifically since she uh, since she suffered her first loss to Charlotte at Wrestlemania I they haven't done too much with her, and I'm, you know, I'm, I'm really kind of bummed out about that because I think Asuka is one of the top female wrestlers in the world. Um, you know, I mean, she held the NXT Women's Title for a ridiculous amount of time, almost two years. You don't see title reigns that long anymore, ever, anywhere. So, you know, I'm hoping that they'll uh, start to kind of push her back up and get her back in the women's title picture because that's definitely where she belongs but uh, as for me yeah she would be my my number one pick uh, for building a women's division uh, next would be the uh, the one who gave Oscar her first defeat and that's Charlotte Flair um, you know not I mean yeah she has the Flair last name and that in and of itself is a is a draw but she has proved time and time again that she didn't you know she, she did not get to where she's at just based on her name she is one of the best in-ring performers in WWE right now and notice I'm not saying one of the best female performers in WWE no I'm saying she's one of the best performers in WWE male female doesn't matter she is one of the best uh, consistently puts on fantastic matches no matter who she's in the ring with always makes her opponent look good I mean that this is stuff that she you know I would say probably inherited from her father, but her, uh, you know, always put, like I said, always puts on a great match, always makes her opponents look good, just like Ric Flair always did. And, um, you know, as young as she is and for as short of a time as she's been in the business, she's already a seven-time world champion, you know, so that that's, uh, you know, that in and of itself right there makes me say, you know, yes, I want her on my women's roster, without a doubt. Uh, next is the current Raw Women's Champion, Ronda Rousey. Uh, I know some of you guys probably roll, roll your eyes at that one, but, uh, you know, you can't deny the fact, number one, she's a fantastic athlete. Number two, she is a huge, huge draw. I mean, you know, she's known pretty much everywhere. She is one of the best um in the world as far as MMA and she's becoming very very good in pro wrestling she has made the transition almost uh, almost seamlessly and uh, not you know not a lot of people can do that there's been you know a number of people that tried to move from other sports into pro wrestling and just weren't real successful at it but uh, you know Ronda Rousey is making she's actually she's making it look easy and uh, so that right there tells me she's she's extremely dedicated. She loves what she's doing. She loves pro wrestling. And how could you not want somebody like that uh, on on your roster? You know, it's simple as that. Uh, next, and uh, I know I've, this, the, this women's roster has been kind of WWE centric so far, but I'm about to get away from that. The next one that I would want for my women's division is uh, Taya Taya Valkyrie. She, um, yeah, I mean. Uh, spent a lot of time in Mexico and, uh, you know, has held uh, the, the Mexican, uh, the AAA Women's Championship, uh, you know, for, I, I believe she holds a record for how long uh, she held that title. And that in and of itself, her, um, you know, being, uh, uh, believe for being uh, Canadian to hold the uh, uh, a Mexican championship for that long just tells, tells you, you know, the kind of respect that they have for her down there and also speaks to her work ethic as well. You know, she, uh, uh, again, another one who's very dedicated, uh, just kind of immersed herself in the uh, the Lucha Libre uh, style 
and has become one of the, the top female wrestlers in the world. And again, you know, how could you not want somebody like that on your roster? And the last one, <clears throat> the, uh, the fifth woman that I would want for my, for my women's roster is uh, Tessa Blanchard, current impact women's champion. Um, another second generation star, just like Charlotte. Um, and you know, it, it is kind of, uh, one reason I want both Charlotte and Tessa Blanchard is to, you know, have, you know, I mean, that's Ric Flair and Tully Blanchard's daughters. Why, how could you not, you know, see the, the potential for either matches against each other or putting them together as a team. And, uh, you know, again, Tessa Blanchard, I, I've had the opportunity to see her wrestle live and she's, she's fantastic. Uh, you know, women's wrestling in general right now has come so far from what it was even just 10 years ago, even five years ago. And it, uh, you know, it's just going to keep growing and keep getting better. So I think the these five women are the ones that I would put on my roster to take, you know, my women's division and put it on the same level as the men's division. And you know, it's not uh, not going to be an afterthought. It's going to be, you know, people. I want people to look forward to the the women's match, uh, the women's championship match, just as much as the men's championship match. I want to be able to put the women's title match as the main event on on one of my pay per views or multiple pay per views, whatever it may be. You know, I want to have to sit down and struggle to think, oh, man, what match am I going to put on last? Am I going to put, you know, AJ Styles versus Christopher Danielson? Or am I going to put uh, Charlotte Flair versus versus Tessa Blanchard? You know, and I mean, that that is not a bad problem to have to try to make that kind of decision. So um, run back through one more time here. My uh, my five women that I would build my women's division around Asuka, Charlotte, Ronda Rousey, Taya Valkyrie and Tessa Blanchard. Don't think you can go wrong with any of those five women. Now moving on to tag teams. Um, yeah, I, basically to me, I, I'm picking what I think are the five best tag teams in wrestling right now, uh, and they're you know uh, probably my five favorites too. So I'm sure that uh, has has something to do with why I'm picking them. But uh, first of all, the first team that I want is the Revival. To me, they're still you know they're the best tag team in WWE. Uh, even though they're not promoted as such, they're not consistently in the title picture. They're not consistently involved in big storylines. They're still they're such a throwback to teams like Arn Anderson and Tully Blanchard, and um, they're just like I said to me, they are the best tag team in WWE right now, and I would take them over anybody else there. Uh, next on my list, probably the best tag team in the world right now. I don't think many people would argue uh, the Young Bucks. You know, I know they just recently lost the uh, the IWGP Tag Team titles, but you know, again, these guys just like Cody Rhodes have uh, built their names themselves. Have never been part of the uh, the WWE machine. Uh, they've spent a little bit of time at Impact, but uh, you know, for the most part, they have built their entire careers on their own between New Japan, Ring of Honor, um, the, uh, other independents that they that they wrestle for. They just uh, their their work ethic is second to none, and their in ring work is insane. I mean, I I uh, the first opportunity I had to see them live was at All In uh, last month, and I was blown away by these guys. They're you know, like I said, to me the best tag team in the world. You know, anybody who's running a wrestling company, I'm sure, uh, even right now, knowing that their contracts are coming up soon, is doing anything and everything they can to say, please come and wrestle for me. Uh, so third on my list is the, uh, the current ring of honor tag team champions, the Briscoes. Um, yeah, they're just, uh, 
<laughs> rather rather unorthodox team. Uh, definitely what I would consider brawlers in the ring, but also you know have a great. Uh, uh, I just I like their style. I like their wrestling style. They're uh, you know nine time Ring of Honor champions, and these are young guys, and uh, you know still have quite quite a bit of a career ahead of them. And uh, you know of the the matches I've seen of theirs, I every single time I'm entertained. Whether they're baby faces, heels. You know, they go in there and uh, give it everything that they've got every single time. And, you know, I, I would, uh, again, the first chance I got to see them live was at uh, All In. And, you know, I'd, these are guys that I could see, well, not even that I could see, guys that are consistently in the, uh, the World Tag Team title picture for Ring of Honor and would be for, I would think, any company they wrestle for. Uh, next on my list may... Might raise a couple eyebrows, but the uh, the killer elite squad, Lance Archer and uh, Davy Boy Smith Jr., former IWGP Tag Team Champions, former NWA World Tag Team Champions, um, and just a, a great great team. I mean, uh, another kind of kind of a throwback team, you know. With uh, you know, Davy Boy Smith Jr. Uh, has a lot of his father's attributes as far as his uh, uh, his physical appearance, his his in ring work, and uh, you know, Lance Archer, I, I've been a fan of his since he was in uh, in uh, TNA or Impact or whatever you want to call it now. But, uh, yeah, just a, a team that I personally really enjoy and I would love to have them, you know, as uh, as part of my roster for my company. And, uh, you know, another team that could consistently, believably be always in the, uh, the tag team title picture. And the, uh, the fifth... Team rounding out my tag team division for uh, the ones that I would build my company around the Gorillas of Destiny. Current IWGP tag team champions defeated the uh, the Young Bucks for it uh, just recently. Here, uh, members of the Bullet Club uh, or the uh, the Firing Squad now, I guess is what they're called. Kind of kind of broke away from Cody and the Bucks. Um, yeah, so the, you know the uh, the whole Bullet Club Civil War kind of going on now. And uh, with them capturing the IWGP tag team titles, I'd say they're, uh, you know, they've they've definitely won the first battle of that war, uh, and I'm really interested to see where it's going to go from here. So, um, you know, who else they might get on their side and things like that, but they would be a definite asset to any any company, uh, any tag team division that they're a part of. So, uh, yeah, so my tag team division, I'll run them back down one more time. The Revival, the Young Bucks, the Briscoes, Killer Elite Squad, and the Gorillas of Destiny. So that's, uh, yeah, that is the five men, five women, and five tag teams that I would build a wrestling company around today. Um, you know, obviously, there there's so many other people I could have put on this list. I mean, I actually wrote down 20 names for each category and uh, just kind of had to narrow it down. I mean, you know, names like Kazuchika Okada, Marty Skrull, Ricochet, um, Drew McIntyre, John Hennigan, Shane Strickland, um, um, Chelsea Green, Tony Storm, Shayna Baszler, uh, Casey Catanzaro, Nia Jax, Mia Yim. I mean, uh, the bar, uh, beer money, undisputed era, Lucha Brothers, um, British strong style, so many wonderful, you know, amazingly talented wrestlers, uh, male and female, and tag teams out there. It was really, really hard to narrow it down to just five in each category. But, uh, yeah, let me let me know what you guys think. Do you, uh, you know, do you think uh, I should swap somebody out? Maybe somebody shouldn't be in there. You have, uh, 
you know, maybe you don't think I should have uh, Brian Danielson in there because of his, his injury history. Who do you think uh, should be there instead? Or maybe you, you don't think the Killer, Killer Elite Squad would be a good uh, good top-tier tag team. Who do you think would be better better in that position? You know, leave me, leave me some comments, drop me an email, uh, whatever you want to do. Let me know, uh, you know, who, who would you build your company around? What, uh, what men, women, and tag teams would you, would you use? Would you, uh, you know, maybe, uh, maybe, maybe you like the, uh, the Bludgeon Brothers. Maybe you think they should be in there or, or, uh, War Machine, War Raiders, whatever you want to call them. Um, but, uh, yeah, that's pretty much all I got for this week. Uh, make sure you're, uh, you know, subscribing and following the show on, uh, on Podbean, Spotify, YouTube, iTunes, um, Apple Podcasts, uh, Google Play, any place you find your, your podcasts. And, uh, you know, make sure you're uh, subscribing, rating, if that's a, uh, an option on whatever platform you're using. Uh, I've got to say thank you to everybody who's been uh, checking the show out so far. I was looking at my uh, show stats recently. See, uh, I've even got some listeners in uh, Japan and Australia and uh, in Europe and uh, Sweden. And that, that just kind of blows me away. The people that far away are actually checking the show out. I mean, it's not like I've got hundreds upon hundreds of listeners, but that's, that's okay. You know, I'm, I'm building it up. I'm trying to, trying to grow here. So, uh, thank you so much to everybody who's checked it out. Please, uh, if you like the podcast, share it with your friends. Uh, you know, let them know, uh, you know, let them know to come check, come check the show out. And, um, if you ever want to drop me an email, it's catchhookshoot at gmail.com. Like I said, my name is Tom. I will try to remember to introduce myself at the beginning of every show from now on because, well, you know, like I said, I want you to know who you're listening to. But, uh, yeah, that's pretty much all I got for this week. So, uh, yeah, hope everybody has a good week, and I will be talking to you guys, uh, yeah, next Sunday. So, uh, I will, yeah, I'm going to sign off, and I will talk to you guys soon.